I'm Luna, and this is Ponderings with Luna. Naomi's here with me today. Hi. Um, we're going to discuss healing um, through non-spiritually focused modalities. I don't know how else to word that. <laughs> um, I guess I the reason I wanted to do this episode was because I'm sure there's people who are like not into the mumbo jumbo spiritual new age stuff and I'm not saying like that that's you um but I I feel you're very practical (laughs) (laughs) um and they're like I also want to like I want to incorporate healing on all fronts not just like oh connect to your your soul and your spirit and you know pull some cards and all that jazz like that's not for everyone and I I don't know I want to talk about different ways people heal yeah, I mean, I still love the cards. I still yeah, have you do readings yeah, yeah, for me yeah. and all my other friends, you know. Yeah. I'm still here for it. I've... Yeah. I don't think that you're someone who isn't, like, into the mumbo-jumbo by any means. Um, but I know that you've been on a healing journey for a long time. And so I'm there's just – I'm curious, you know, that's, like – it's always personal. But, um, you know, sometimes, like, I am – like, if there is spirit involved, I'm also curious, like, what that looks like for you. Um but yeah, I guess my questions today are going to be more focused on like what has worked for you and what hasn't worked for you. Like, do you remember, like, what was the first time you consciously were like, I need to heal? <sighs> oh my goodness. This is getting <laughs> deep. I'm all clammy. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, I guess personally, I mean, there's, healing is such an all-encompassing thing that I feel like us as humans go through throughout a majority of our lives. Whether it's scraping your knee, whether it's losing a loved one, whether it's, you know, not achieving that accomplishment, you know what I mean? Because that that hurts your soul and spirit crushes you. You know, you got to boost yourself back up, heal from that scrape and keep going, you know? So, I mean, I guess it's kind of a tricky question. Okay. Um, Healing. Like, was there a time when you were like, I like, when was the first time, maybe let me rephrase. When was the first time you asked for help? Whether that was responded to or received, like, do you like, was there a time when you were like, I'm not doing well. And like, you tried to reach out. Or, cause like to me that would be like oh good like a, like I could see like a little you being like I need to see a doctor or something or like maybe you're like writing about like oh I'm not doing well or you know like maybe there's like a realization I don't know maybe there wasn't and then you're just like progressively working <laughs> towards healing I don't know <laughs> um I guess it, hmm. I don't know. I was always so stubborn, you know, that Leo rising in me. (laughs) I can do it, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Self-sufficient. So, I guess, get a little deep. I guess the first time I ever kind of, like, reached out for help was, like, right around the first time, like, I tried to take my own life, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, Because I did reach out at that moment. And then I did receive help from loved ones. That was hard. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. I feel like most people go through that, but 
That's really hard. No, it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still your dream too. A lot of people go through it, but it's still that's your dream though. So yeah, I'm glad that you were well received and being asked for help. I mean, <laughs> was it well received? I don't know. You know, stuff happened. Life okay. happened after that, but okay. You know, I feel like it kind of opened loved one's eyes. Yeah. You know, and at that time, maybe, you know, wasn't the time for everybody, but everything happens for a reason. I feel like so. Um, geez, what a long time ago that was. And it's yeah. funny because when you brought up like your last good old pod about 10, 11 years ago, that's about when it was uh, 10, 11 years ago. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. <laughs> so it's interesting. <laughs> that is so crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, and like, honestly, after you said that, like, I've been reflecting on that because that was really the first time I reached out for help. Gosh, and it just feels like it's been a journey since then, you know? Yeah, it's it's like, not like it was, like, progressive in any way. I feel like my healing, sorry to, like, go that way, but it was not, like, a upward progression like it was like i realized something was wrong and then i went down <laughs> she hit the fan because like trauma you know yeah. good old trauma memories surface. coming back yeah. you know, they... <laughs> yeah. but healing is never linear no. in any aspect for anything it was, I like, feel a, like. it was like a plummet and then it was like climbing the mountain like i feel like that roller was coasters really... i love them in amusement parks <laughs> and they're all about my fucking life <laughs> everywhere it seems oh, like yeah. <laughs> You know, the wooden ones were all sketchy, and you're like, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to make it up this hill or not, but we going. We going fast. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and so, like, you... That sounds like... That sounds just like... Oh. How about you? When do you feel like the first time you reached out for help was? Um, reaching out for help... Uh, probably not until late high school when I actually was like, I have to ask for help. Um, I never felt validated in my, my experiences. I knew they were bad, but I like, you know, everyone's got it bad. And I never wanted to like, I just didn't want to get CPS involved because there was something about like my dad not being my real dad that I was scared, you know, like they, and it, like, and he's a brown man and like, you, just, you don't call the police. You don't get, you don't want to get officials involved. So even like teachers to me were like authority and like threatening in that sense. So they weren't like safe people or places, but I know it was in high school when I finally was able to like connect and bond with teachers and be like, yeah, this is like the reality of like why my grades are shit and why I don't do well. Um, so that was cool. But like, I feel like I had been on like a conscious journey for a long time. Like, I knew I was, like, not doing well. I always knew, like, it was depression and things like that. It was more, uh, like, you. kind of I wouldn't say stubborn. <laughs> I just was like, there's no, no one's going to be able to help. So why would I, like, ask that help isn't going to be given to me? Never been validated my entire life. Why would I be validated, though? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like. It was a personal, like, I got this. And then it was like, I, I don't got this. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's not easy either when, like, I guess, like, one of my loved ones is always like, well, don't come to me with a problem if you don't have a solution. And it's like, if you don't, when you're young, you don't have solutions for everything. You don't. Your brain isn't able to, like, see through and, like, that just is, like, invalidating to emotions because emotions don't make sense and there's not always a solution. Like, 
it's yeah and like um especially as a, like a kid like that's really hard like being you have to you're forced to isolate yourself there's nowhere like that just is rough that's super rough yay family trauma, family trauma. <laughs> <laughs> i've been t- i've been that's something that's been coming up a lot too is like let's unpack because especially with this retrograde coming in and there's all of these like planets doing all of their fun little things resurfacing all the things that are hiding um I feel like it feels very easy to be like, oh, I see you. Okay. Let's unravel this and like get to the core of it. Like remind you you're safe underneath this, like this fear I didn't know I had. Um, I know that's the crazy part about being an adult. It's like we got to fucking deal with it all ourselves. But we don't have to deal with it ourselves yeah. because we have loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, opening these doors to communication and just discussing it is really helpful because, like, something that I've noticed that's a little toxic is, like, people are, like, they are quick to cut off the toxicity in their life, and I can respect that, but, you know, like, not everyone can afford therapy, and I'm not saying be someone's therapist, but you're also not perfect, so if it's, like, you see someone, like, if they're triggering you and, like, open that door to, like, discuss, like, the trauma and, like, how it's affecting you and, like, how you're, like triggered by it and then if there's like a lack of action and like shift then it's like okay yeah you're just you don't want to change you don't want to grow but it kind of seems like sometimes people don't open that like very confronting door of like hey this behavior seems to stem probably from something that you received as a child have you ever or didn't receive or didn't receive have you ever like thought about this behavior have you reflected on it have you seen how it's affected your relationships how it's affecting our relationship and yeah just like more conscious communication and like those conversations of like hey i see your trauma um acting out right now <laughs> and if people are willing to face it then that's like that's where real growth is going to come in and like bonding but sometimes people don't want to face that and then that's where it's like well i'm on a journey to like heal and i'm not gonna get yeah i don't want to get stuck in your loop because chances are that's a loop you're living in yeah. and it's yeah. not a fun loop. No. Been there, you know, it's not cycles, easy. Yeah, cycles <laughs> like to fucking continue. So you really if you gotta... don't want to resonate and heal. <laughs> yep. yep. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Um, I am curious, like, what are some things, like, what have been your, like, what have been, like, any tactics or, like, uh, perspectives or um, was there anything that was just, like, monumental and like shifting you into feeling better like seeing yourself better um or just like doing stuff that makes you feel better like what has been like the key components of like your healthier coping mechanisms i guess or like what's been the shift like i don't know how to my shift mm-hmm. um well i guess my biggest shift i mean as you know is changing my living environment that i had for three years and focusing on myself because I spend so much time pouring into other people mm-hmm. but not enough into myself mm-hmm. so I've been pouring more into myself with painting reading I started journaling again so That's good. yeah the first time I started journaling it was too emotional for me like okay. at the time and when I was 21 so it was like five years ago mm-hmm. I'm just so overwhelming I just wasn't ready yeah like there's a lot pouring out and you just didn't know how to like 
Yeah, it's really hard. Like sometimes when all of it floods out and then you don't know what to do with it, your hands are kind of just like overfilling and that can cause a big burden. Um, I'm like, do you feel like you've always been able to identify emotions or do you like? No, I, I don't. Besides like, I don't I mean, I'm a very emotional creature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. But I don't know. Uh, I guess that's just tricky because, mm -hmm. like, definitely as I've gotten older, that's something I've had to learn to process better. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, what is this? Is this happy or am I just going with the flow and this is how I'm supposed to feel mm -hmm. and not actually how I am feeling? Yeah. I'm, yeah, that probably I've been reading a lot about. Um, I've just been really trying to process childhood trauma, like diving headfirst into that, and like the people pleasing, and like coming from like like the fawn response to being like you have to keep the environment safe, so you're always watching your surroundings and like paying attention to everyone's body language, their emotions, and trying to avoid an eruption at all costs. And that teaches you to identify other people's emotions and body languages, but that disconnects you from your ability to identify your own because you're always changing and adapting so you don't cause that eruption. There's never been like a true genuine expression because it wasn't safe. And so there's an inability to identify emotions. Yeah, exactly. In a lot of my life, I've not felt safe. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's... <laughs> responding yeah trying to like be responsive to your surroundings and like adaptive to your surroundings instead of just like decompressing and oh yeah yeah exactly oof man part of being an adult is unpacking childhood i don't you know i hope not everybody has a bunch of childhood trauma but like it's like the fuck. number one is like mental illness like not illness but like it's the number one thing like like all of America is dealing with like that's like the thing that plagues us in our like disconnect. It's really it's rough. Yeah, I mean like slowly but surely every generation is becoming more and more aware of the things that they're doing. Cause I mean, even from my father who was like he had to go out and pick his own switch and as he's being scolded as his dad's like peeling his switch for him. So like <laughs> Yeah. There's like those things he didn't want to pass on. Yeah, like, but it's, it's like yeah, but it's like that, still other things. That suppressed rage and all of those things that still cause them to enact like their even though like better, but still like traumatizing like that abuse. It was <laughs> better quotations. Better, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I'm glad that there wasn't the switch, but I would probably like physical abuse is like something that is like I don't know, mental is just and verbal is really hard. Emotional and verbal is really hard. Shoot, the reason I don't eat hot sauce. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, maybe that's why I don't have kids. I definitely, like, I have a lot of fears around having kids for that reason, like, especially, like, post-traumatic, um, not post-traumatic, sorry, po like, postpartum depression. Oh, and that like, is one of my biggest fears yeah. about getting pregnant is postpartum depression and not being with somebody who can handle that. And then also, like, I don't know, like, there's a lot of, like, mood and, like, hormone imbalances, and I don't know about, like, <laughs> I'm half, already my yeah, <laughs> half my family, like, <laughs> history and so you know it's like i don't want to break 
after like have like I, yeah literally God, fucking people snapped. like the moms who kill their kids like oh my god there's a fear of like you know like my brain will just be like Doink! but i'm like also at the same time like no you would never but that's what everyone says literally that's what everybody <laughs> says that's what everyone says um it's crazy and then you got motherfuckers putting their adorable babies in oil tankers yeah it's like and like why yeah i'm just that's so scary couldn't i'll just take care of the kids that don't have family yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) they need it they need it actually adopt instead of being one of those women who are like i have my own children Mm -hmm. like that's literally um Something that I'm back to the healing thing, redirect. <laughs> get away from the, the morbid topic real quick. Um, was like, I'm curious, like, how big of a role, like, self awareness is in your healing. Um, and like, it's been about a 10 year journey, like, reflecting on that, like, how much did um, self awareness play into that, or just did time really help heal? I'm gonna have to say both because with time I've become slowly but surely more self aware mm-hmm. of my actions and how they are affecting people. Mm-hmm. Because fuck, even the way I was five years ago and my self awareness level is definitely higher. And I'm like <sighs> like, yeah, I know I wasn't perfect when I was twenty one, but still like looking back, I'm like, fuck, I <sighs> did some things <laughs> I shouldn't have done and do I know I've affected people in ways I sh- I I don't necessarily regret because it was a reaction to how I was treated but I would like to think if I was put in that position now I would okay. be more aware mm-hmm. of how my actions are affecting somebody I care about because I'm not going to react if I don't care yeah but that doesn't justify my reaction by any means. Yeah. Yeah. At least you have to see, and that's where like that's that self-awareness. And there's like what I'm hearing too is a lot of like like non non-judgment towards yourself, which is really like key to healing. Is being able <laughs> Oh baby, there's been some judgment. <laughs> oh, and like that's like that oh, of course there is like shame, guilt, judgment. Like we're we want to be good. So anytime we've been bad, we're gonna like either ignore that or like demonize that part of ourselves but it's just like that's where like you have to have that forgiveness and that ability to observe and say like exactly what you said I would like to think now like I would not make that decision again I would not do that again and like that's that's growth that's what we're doing we're not you can't go back and if you're gonna just like shame that part of you that's to like deny a part of yourself so that's just like not centering like accepting the whole and not all of the fun layers of the the growth there so that's that yeah is what exactly i mean about. even like two years ago like my reactions are different than how they are would be now i mean and that's the thing about your 20s and i mean i've got i've never been married in my 20s because people change so much i cannot imagine being a long-term partner to me like from like <laughs> when i was a teen to now i have been through so many different selves and like just gone through many many different things and been different people and it's just yeah people got married and <laughs> and they spread their seed <laughs> oh my goodness yeah 
I mean, like, shout out to them. Hopefully they're unpacking their shit together. Yeah, no, it's very important, you know. I mean, having a a child really can be a blessing, whether it is in disguise or not, you know. Life happens. The only thing we can, y'all can do is, you know, make people that you would want to socialize with as adults. Yep. That's what would it comes to. Would you want to hang out with your kids? Yeah. Would you want to hang out with your kids? Bro, my kid better not be like, if I like get a kid or I foster a kid or like whatever happens, I don't want like a goody two shoes kid. Like, I need like me a really chill, laid back kid who's like, I like the We can't be having <laughs> some two-dee, goody yeah. two shoe kids. Nah, like if they snitch, I'm going to be like, snitches get stitches. Get your punk ass back in that park. <laughs> You gonna snitch? You better pack it up. Yeah, like, are, did they hurt you? That's what I want to know. If they didn't hurt you and you don't know how to share, you're not gonna like my response. So, <laughs> so reflect, child. Like exactly. <laughs> Coming from women without children. <laughs> yep. Shout out to pets. <laughs> Literally. I'm not a pet mom. Of nineteen years. Nineteen years. Yeah. Honestly. Um, well, are you familiar with like nervous system healing? Like, have you been reading about that, learning about that? No, I haven't. Okay, so this is like actually, I just got a book to um, The Body Keeps the Score, I think. Yeah, should be called that. The Body Keeps Score, yeah. It's a, like there's a lot of more, a lot, a lot of more, a lot more information <laughs> that's coming out about how trauma is stored in the body and it's our nervous system that really like triggers those like fight or flight and like the cortisol and the adrenaline rushes when we encounter um smells, physical sensations, anything that reminds us of like our trauma. Um, and you like there's like physical things to do to like help regulate and like recalibrate your nervous system which pretty much to me is like release your trauma oh how interesting when when you say that it makes me think about like my stalker trauma Mm -hmm. when I had a stalker because Mm -hmm. like that month of when I was going through knowing that they were making themselves prevalent like the way my body reacts in that month anniversary is so interesting. Like, mm. I'll wake up with nightmares, screaming. And, like, I don't dream like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, I, like, ever since that's happened, like, I wake up in, like, three, four-hour intervals all the time just because of the situation and what happened and everything. But uh, – that's so interesting. I'm yeah. gonna have to read up on that so I can, uh, you know, work on that. <laughs> I started. I started reading it, and like as soon as I started reading it, I was like, "This is something I want to read with people." Like it's a. It sounds like something that like it'd be fun to like almost like book club, and like we kind of like read our chapters, and we come back and like, how has this like showed itself for you? Like where do you see this show? Like what ways do you feel this? Because it'd also be interesting to learn the ways that like our friends like respond because we can be witnesses to that and help like, hey, remember to like recalibrate, re like re like regulate your nervous system. And it would, I don't know. I just like, as soon as I started reading it, I was like group read, group <laughs> read. It was good. What was it called again? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Sorry, excuse me. The body keeps the score. The body keeps the score. Yeah. Ooh. It's like almost a chilling title. The mind, the body, and like something else, and it's how it stores trauma or something. It's like, yeah. It's pretty cool. He starts off with like talking about veterans. And um he originally like he's got a lot of he has like 30 years of research on trauma. So 
He's like, I knew what he's like. Once I first met Tom, this like that around that he worked with, he's like, I knew my life was going to be spent like trying to help relieve trauma. Um, but his dad was also a veteran. So, mm-hmm. a so really hit home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Growing up with that is not easy, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, something that like uh, some practices that are done with like regulating your nervous system. Have you heard about Wim Hof? Mm-mm. The guy who does cold water therapy oh that's that's to regulate your nervous system interesting literally if you took a cold shower once a day not a cold shower like minute and like just try to work your way up but like that cold water helps really like shock and regulate your nervous system hmm. i've been trying to take cold showers i've been doing it for like two weeks now oh nice good for you good yeah. for you interesting i have to give it's it also, a whirl and also is also good for your hair and your, and your skin yeah because you're not just like stressing it out and opening yeah. everything up from your pores to your yeah. follicles to like, I feel like it'd be, I guess there's a spring, like a hot spring here, and it has, like, a from a hot to a very cold, um, like, distributed pool, so you can get, like, a full, like, relaxation and, like, re Nice, almost like a your, washing machine. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> just nervous swir- system. Just I was, like, swirling okay. in the water. Yeah, you're, like, cold. Okay. I'm, like, I would probably go, like, cold, hot, cold, warm, cold, cold, like, I, w- I don't know. I'm like, go through. I'm like, oh, it's like pee water. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm. It's bad. It's not yeah. warm enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I'm also curious, like, has there been anything, like, when you reflect on the past 10 years, um, has there been anything, been anything, like, specifically that hasn't worked for you in the sense of, like, you were – Say you've tried to make changes consciously and you're like, okay, like that method obviously doesn't work for me or like, were there things that you were doing in your, like, that you thought were coping mechanisms and you've learned that they're not or things, or were there things that just aren't changing? Creating distractions. Mm. That's what it is. Cause I, I mean, even still, like, I'll try to create distractions for things instead of just dealing with it and processing with it, honestly. <laughs> I just create a distraction. But. <laughs> Ooh, <shiny laughs> Yeah, literally, I'm a fucking that. goldfish. Oh, my God. Ooh, a castle. Ooh, a castle. Every time I swim, fucking by. Okay, but distractions, they always. So that's why I'm, I've started journaling because. Even though, like, I'm – it's interesting because, like, when I was getting my tattoo, like, I, I was journaling while I was getting my tattoo. And he, he was, like, asking me, he's like, so how do you journal? And I didn't really realize that, like, everybody journals differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like – It's an art, dude. I love collage journaling. I forgot how much I love collage journaling. I have – one of my journals when I was living at Tavy's house is just full of, like, cut-up magazines and, like, clipped in, like, ribbons and, like – glued down things and stickers and i was like yeah this is what i'm this is what i'm missing like, <gasps> that reminds me i saw your collage you were doing and i found something of yours from when i was moving oh my goodness dude it's so i love it peyton and i are talking about getting a place and i was like so could i do like so like what if i decided to go like the full wall, <laughs> the full wall. and he's like okay and i was like okay <laughs> It's done. What's the point of working with somebody if you can't decorate? Somebody has to be the decorator. 
Yeah, true. Honestly, I love that. Like, like Gabby is like, okay, so I'm getting a new place. Are you ready to like decorate and design for me again? And I'm okay. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I love being like at home designer. If you guys want me to like decorate a room for you, I'll tell you what to buy. <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're gonna keep them all. I can't keep one. Oh, you can keep any of these. I just want one. I just want these blank ones. To be completely honest, I'm not even really attached to these. I like this kind of design better. Thanks. What is this? The hypersexualization of the female body has led to many things. The judgment of women who fell for the the patriarchy's manipulation of what is right and wrong. They want you to hate yourself and not theirs so you can continue the oppression over women. They force you to dress, speak, act, exist the way the way they want. Control over the women, control over everything. Um, this thought unfolded because a female flight attendant was being passive aggressive over my titties being out. <laughs> Jealousy is what that sounds oh, yeah. like. Uh, July 16, 2018. I think I was flying home for a visit from Vegas. For your birthday. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Why do I have it then? I probably left it when I crashed. I probably came and slept over. Well, I mean, like, because you would have been here before your birthday, right? No, I came late that year because uh, we you came out for my 21st birthday. That was my 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I flew home that following week. I think I literally flew home, like, right after you left. And yeah, I came home right, like I was here for a week after. Oh, yeah, because then I went to go see my grandma. You know? yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What a year twenty eighteen was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 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 Just wow. Oh, we got nine seconds left. Oh, um, <laughs> I love this. So I love thanks. you. I love you. <laughs> uh, okay.